0: Well, good day, everybody. Tim Karskatton here, Pastor Christian Center Shreveport, Louisiana, doing our daily podcast. We're releasing a prophetic word this week. Uh, the Lord showed us of a way to get victory in this season, and we're going to take back the covenants that God has we're promised God us, and we're going to have the inheritance that's been declared around. by the Lord over us. All right, let's listen in. God, it around. God, turn it around. Turn it around calling on the name that changes everything. God turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. That's what we're believing for. We believe the Lord has given us directives on how to get that breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Well, welcome. It's Tuesday. It is the sixth day of December 2026. And I don't know where you are, whether you're in your car or you're in your kitchen table or wherever you are, God is with you. And hopefully, as we talk together here for this 15 minutes, that we can come into agreement with what the Lord is saying in the present battle we are in. We're in a season of war. We've been telling you that a long time. But now strategy is coming from heaven on how we're going to win this victory. I think it's very important that we get strategy from the Lord. And yesterday I started this word and probably a couple more days of this. I'm just going to keep building on it uh, because I think it, it needs development. And as the Lord speaks more to us about it, I want to keep releasing it to you that you can war from it and make decrees and prayers, a supplication to the Lord and ask him to do what he said he's going to do. And Isaiah 56, 7 says, my house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. That word prayer is intercession. It's what it means. But it also means the root word is to judge to release God's judgments in the earth. And when God has given you and I a covenant, a promise, then we can ask for judgment when that promise is being um, challenged or if the enemy is mocking us from our place of inheritance. You see this in the Psalms a lot when David would cry out to God because his enemies were mocking. Oh, where's your God? Why hasn't he shown up for you? Oh, people of covenant, where's your covenant keeping God? Now we know he keeps covenant. We're the ones that have the issues. We're not deceived. Some of that mocking from the enemy is an awakening as well. You know what devil? You're right. You know, you're right. It is my covenant and I'm not walking in it. So, Use it as a negative, turn a negative into a positive. Well, yesterday I shared with you about the story of David on the run from Saul. Saul was trying to kill him, and he had to get away. Jonathan was helping him uh, escape. But he gets there, and he has no weapon. He has no friends. He has no army. He's on the run. And so he comes to the house of the Lord and asked, you know, is there a spear? Is there something here? And all that was left, or all the, the only weapon that was there, was the sword from Goliath, which David had won. And the, and the priest told him that. The only, that's all that's here when, when you took out the giant. And we, we went in depth about that yesterday. I don't want to go down that road too much. So he takes this old sword, because it was from the days when he fought Goliath, now I want you to catch this. That represents past victories. It's the weapon that God put in His hands after He took out the giant. And so then He's on. He's gonna. He's running again. David goes on. This is the First Samuel 20, 21. And he fled from Saul and he went to another place to Achish the king of Gath. And all of a sudden he hears what they say. Because they recognize who he is. And they say, isn't this the guy that they sang that song about? Saul has slain thousands and David tens of thousands. So he doesn't know wherever he goes who's loyal to Saul and who's not. So his assumption here by the story is that these people were loyal to Saul. And so now, great, here I am. I have one weapon, the sword of Goliath. I'm in a camp of people with a king over this area, authority, and now they know who I am. They remember that I was sung about as being greater than Saul. So he he's in a place there where he doesn't know, and he said he, get, he greatly feared, and he, he became an actor, acted like a madman, foaming at the mouth and everything, and, you know, they... They then say, well, no, this, this probably wasn't David and get him away from us. We don't want no crazy men around here. So it's wisdom. It gets out of the situation. And, you know, when you're on the run, you do whatever it takes to survive. And that's what David was doing. So he departs from there and he goes to the cave of Adullam. And, uh, finally the word gets out that David's on the run and he needs some help. And I want to say this is where we are right now. We are at a place where our enemy is mocking us. And he has a lot of people in the church on the run. We don't know who to trust. People in the kingdom that we think we should be trusting are the very ones who turned against us. We're seeing this in America greatly where the church, quote, the church, I, I use that loosely, have agreed with government overreach and things like that, where they have just said, no, we we need to do what the government tells us to do, regardless if it's godly or not godly. Uh, We have churches that are openly celebrating uh, alternate lifestyles that are not biblical on and on it goes. So, you know, we, we kind of have gone in the cave, us, the remnant saying, we don't know who's who in the zoo, you know, who's on what side. And that's the story here. And as we build on this, I want you to hold on to the covenant that God has given us. And so he hides there and 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 then God uh, supernaturally sends people, I think supernaturally, sends people to be on his team, to fight with him and for him. And this is the people that he sent. Verse two of first Samuel twenty two, two. Everyone who was in distress this is the this is the army and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was discontented gathered to him and he became captain over them now there were 400 men with him so he gets his first mighty men what we call David's mighty men <laughs> this is anything but mighty in the natural Now think about that. How would you like to say, God said, I'm going to send you 400 men to fight with you. Well, you're hoping he sends the strongest, the most powerful, the most together men you could find, but no, that's not who comes those in distress, people who owed money to everybody and they were discontented. Well, I think that's the right group. they, They have no, they're backed in the corner. They have no other hope. They're in trouble. They owe everything. They, the, anybody that could they owe it. I'm sorry, they owe to people, anybody that along the way that they've come across, they've owed them. They're distressed because of the state of the nation. They don't like Saul as the king and all that he's doing. They're discontented because of look, we know there's something greater and we're not in it. Now does that sound like you? That sounds like me. I, I may not owe all the money th- issue but but I, I'm in debt to the Lord, but I don't, I don't, I'm discontented. I'm, I'm distressed of where we are as a body. So guess what? That's the ingredients for a mighty army. This is the prophetic word today. The God is raising up this group of people that are discontented. They're distressed. Some of them are in such a bind that there's no other way out. You know, when you owe everybody, everything in the world, and you, they're going to come after you, you might as well join the army. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm telling you, that's who's joining the army right now. This is a prophetic word. This is who God is raising up in this hour. And, you know, the story goes on, and this is the point uh, I'll close with today, and then we'll pick up on it tomorrow, is Saul out there with his guys too. He's looking for David. And so Saul heard that David and his men uh, with him had been discovered. And now he was sitting in in, in Gibeah, Saul was. He said he was sitting in Gibeah, or Gibeah, however you say it, under the tamarisk tree on the height with his spear in his hand and all his servants were standing around him. Now I want you to catch something here. Now we have taught on the appeal to heaven uh, if you've never read Dutch Sheets' book called The Peel to Heaven, I encourage you to do that because this totally aligns with this. This is where um, it's a place of promise. The tamarisk tree or the everlasting tree, uh, evergreen tree, it comes from the story in Genesis where Abraham planted this tree, a Tamaris tree. It's an everlasting tree because it takes so long. I think I think it takes 400 years to grow and to, to its fullness. And so we know Abraham planted that as a covenant tree for the people of Israel, for the Hebrew people. And so it's our tree. We're joint heirs with Abraham through Christ Jesus. Right. So it's our tree. Now, this tree, the Tamaris tree represents the covenant that God made with Israel that they would have the land, they would have the promises, that righteousness would rule, that they'd have godly leaders. On and on it goes, the covenant that God gave them. And guess who's standing under it right now? The enemy. Saul has become the enemy of God. God's angry with him. He's through with him. He was once a good guy, but he's not anymore. And he's mocking, in a sense, standing under the tamarisk tree. He's saying, look, Ah, this is your covenant. This is the tree of your covenant. Guess who owns it? I do. And he's got a spear in his hand. He's got all his servants around him. And I believe without a doubt that is what's happening right now in the spirit. That the enemy, some of our government leaders, etc. Are laughing at the covenant we made with our Lord and say, well, here's your covenant, I'm standing on top of it. The nation that you have, your family that you have, the ministry you have, you made a covenant with God, guess what? I'm standing on it, and I'm controlling the covenant that God made with you. Okay, so and here we are. So he's got 400 crazy people that are going to say enough's enough. He's got a weapon that reminds him of his past, a past victory that the Lord said I'm going to use for your present battle against this mocking spirit that has mocked you and said you can't have what covenanted what God covenanted with you to have i'm going to stand on it and say no that's like this whole thing of of uh, usurpers coming along the way and saying no i'm the king we saw that when remember when solomon you know i mean uh, when david's dying And Solomon was to be the next king. And Adonijah just says, no, I'm the king. And he has a ceremony, you know, announces himself as king, gathers people around him, absent of the prophetic. And that's exactly what this is like. Saul has gathered all these people around him, said, I'm the king. I'm going to rule over this covenant. And he's got all these people around him, but he doesn't have a prophet around him. Doesn't have anybody saying what the word of the Lord is. David has that word which is that God is going to give him the victory and he has people gathering to him right now, discontented, distressful people, people in debt. And he's going to raise up a mighty army from among them. And we're going to get the covenant. They will. We of course we know the rest of the story. They will get it. But right now, this is where we are right now in time. And I want to go back tomorrow and I'll talk a little bit about this army, but we are at this place where we've got to look up, you know, lift up your heads, oh, you gates. That's you. You're a gate. You're a pathway. You're a, a conduit for the glory of God. Lift up your heads, you, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, and let the king of glory come in. Let the Lord's glory come inside of you right now to believe for victory. This is a word of the Lord for all of us today. For my nation for your nation for what we're believing for in our own homes our own ministries everything that we're going after we have the strategy now god's going to use past victories to use them as weapons for the present victories. now i'm going to pray for you father i pray for everybody listening to this podcast today that the weapons that you give us are not carnal but they are mighty pulling down this stronghold the mocking spirit a stronghold of mocking spirit that says we can't have the covenant that you said we could have and Lord we say to that everlasting tree Olam El the God who does not get bound by time can come back and restore to us the years that the locusts have stolen and we can have what you said we could have Father that's our well, prayer today lovely. that's our declaration today and now we, Father, we ask you to energize us to go forward. In the name of the show, amen, amen. Well, thanks again for listening today and each and every day. Thank you for following Christian Center's Report, each and every one of you. And I want to thank you for your giving throughout the year. This is a special week because we're we're going to have an offering for our staff, not just me. We have about 10 staff members. And we want to bless them all for all the work. What I'm doing here is a, a good thing, but they're the backbone to what I'm doing And so we want to sow. And if you'd like to, you can go to our website or our app under give and just put Christmas uh, offering and bless them. We'll bless our entire staff today. All right. God bless you. See you tomorrow.